This is Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Interests, episode number one, entitled Origin Collecting Aspects. This is where you can come for interesting insights about sports cards based on a lifetime. Immersed in this hobby business, authoring countless price guides, going to every national attending more than a thousand other card shows, as well as current research. Many podcasts out there talk about what's going on now, current topics, current events, what happened that day, but that's not my intent. I want to be timeless these, so that these episodes will remain long-term relevant to you, the listener. I don't want my accumulated knowledge and experiences to not be shared while I can. Podcast, this podcast format allows for the serial creation of some oral history. Rather than writing a book, think of these podcasts as short chapters in a very big book. My expressed opinions are mine alone, not from the sponsors or any others, and expressly not Beckett Media, even though they are a sponsor of this show. I'll refer to Beckett Publications when I mean before 2005 when I was the founder and the CEO and before I sold out and retired. However, when I refer to Beckett Media, I mean the current successor company. Therefore, I can finally talk about what I personally think and what might be a good or a bad investment or a high or a low price on something without being the expert back in the day. If you've got questions or suggestions or comments, feel free to email me at drjamesbeckett at gmail.com. That'd be all spelled out. Or you can leave a voice message on the podcast website, which would be feedback at beckettinterests.podbean.com. You're not going to receive a personal response, but I may respond in a future podcast if your question is of broader interest, and I think I can give a helpful answer that will benefit more than just you. These are the same rules established for Reader's Write 35 years ago, so this will be Reader's E-Write. It will be more teaching than consulting and reflecting, but I look forward to your responses. Now to the meat of the episode how I got started as a collector. We're driving down the road in western Pennsylvania. My dad stops for gas, gives me a penny to go in and get a penny pack of 1956 tops at this roadside gas station. I don't know if my dad saw the pack sitting on the counter for his generosity, Uh, My dad had been a collector when he was a kid, and so he collected from, according to the cards he had that he kept that were at my grandfather's and grandmother's house, he had cards from 1933 to 1940, seeing that he was born in 1925. So back in 1956, he was the ripe old age of 31, so he probably had good memories of being of collecting some cards when he was a kid, gave me the penny, went in, second series. Now I'm thinking, why couldn't I get Mickey Mantle, Willie Mays, uh, Duke Snyder, Yogi Berra, Roy Campanella? There's just 
great stars in that second series of 56 tops. But no, I pull Spook Jacobs, a utility infielder, and uh, and I have that card. Uh, not in mint condition, obviously, now, but that got me off to the races. I don't remember getting any more 1956 cards. I remember seeing some 57s in the neighborhood, but not buying any. And then 1958, I actually scraped up a few nickels to go buy some 58 tops. Had some of those. Got into it much heavier in 59, 60, and 61. Those were my peak years. Probably 61, probably 60 and 61 were my peak. But again, you can do the math. I was born in 1949, so that's... That's the way it was in those days. We moved, we lived in Pittsburgh in 59. We lived in Chicago area in 1960. And we lived in Wheeling, West Virginia in 61. So each of those had lots of neighborhood collectors my age. We'd play sports when the weather was good and we'd collect and trade and flip cards at uh, in between those times, so it was a great uh, growing up. All pretty much Midwestern places that uh, I uh, that I have fond memories. I had some additional thoughts about my collecting origins. I'm realizing that that must have been late May. 1956, I had just graduated from first grade, if first grade graduation is a thing. And our family, my dad and mom, must have taken us on a trip. And all these years, I was thinking we went to Kennywood to go to the amusement park there. But now I'm realizing what family goes to a to Kennywood when the oldest kid has just turned seven, me, and my sister Judy is four and a half, my brother's two and a half, and my uh, littlest sister at the time, Allison, is uh, six or seven months old, and my sister Claire, who so ably and uh, served at Beckett Publications for a distinguished two decades, not even born yet. So we jumped in the station wagon. I think we were going to Fort Necessity which is a little bit farther away. And I don't know why we'd be going to Fort Necessity either, other than on the weekend when you're a young family, you just jump in the car and do things in those days. And I had a great family upbringing, wonderful parents, uh, great siblings. And I was just realizing I'm certainly not trying to throw my dad under the bus for giving me an allowance of a penny. Uh, I'm sure it wasn't that. In fact, maybe I went in, maybe he came out with a pack. Uh, memory is a funny thing. I do, though, remember that Spook Jacobs was my card. And now I'm realizing, could I not have saved the wrapper? <laughs> could I not have gotten the box? Any of those things would have been an additional valuable keepsake from that trip to Fort Necessity. And I told you about the collecting in the neighborhood in those days, but another thing I left out, again, in my collecting origins, Christmas of 59, we went to New Jersey 
and spent Christmas with my dad's parents, my grandparents on my father's side. And I was awarded, I don't know that this would be a Christmas present, but if it was, it'd be the best Christmas present I ever got. I got my dad's cards at that time. So my dad had a couple boxes, small boxes of Gowdies and Playballs mainly. And he was the oldest of of uh, three. He had a younger brother. And I think he got his younger brother's cards because there weren't, I got the cards. And they were in uh, different conditions according to the years of how old they were when they would have played with them. The older ones were actually, and actually the, the, the play balls were in better shape because they'd gotten them when they were in their teens, my, my dad and his uh, slightly younger brother. So Christmas 59 acquainted me with the fact that there were older cards and they were interesting. I'd certainly heard of Babe Ruth by 59. In 56, I, I think I was pretty clueless. I'm not sure I knew what would... Uh, I, I'm sure I had not heard of Spook Jacobs, uh, and I probably had heard of Mickey Mantle. But the first... I really remember, I think, the 57 World Series with the Braves and the Yankees being the first... Uh, World Series, I remember to a, to a great enough degree. My brother actually collected cards on his own, but he was four and a half years younger than me. I remember him having a few 67s, and just like my dad, I think in some way I benevolently confiscated my brother's cards. Somehow they got commingled in with mine, and I had a lot more than he had, and he wasn't as interested, and I don't know that I'm going to owe reparations, just like I hope I don't owe reparations to my dad for the Gowdies and the play balls. But my dad's still around. I love him, and uh, my mom and my dad live not too far away, and we enjoy celebrating holidays with them when we, when we can. So then you fast forward again. I didn't. I, by that time, I'm high school. I'm college, and into my college years, I think it was the fall of '69. There's an ad, strangely appearing in the SMU Daily Campus newspaper, a newspaper that I later wrote for as a as a sports writer uh, while I was doing my math major and statistics and all that stuff. So. I'm looking at the paper, and here's an ad from a guy who just says his name is Mr. Ford, and he's looking for old baseball cards. I called him up, and I told him what I had. He had zero interest in the fact that back home I had cards from 59, 60, and 61. After all, this is 1969, and was he wasn't... He, he, Turned out he's a fabulous guy, but at that time, I'm just a caller on the line, some young uh, college student. And then he said, well, have you got anything older than that? I said, well, actually, I do have some cards for my dad. <laughs> he will tell me more. So he found out that I had some cards from my dad, and uh, he said, well, none of those I would really be interested in. And I said, well, I really don't want to sell necessarily, but... I would like to complete some of these sets that I had. And so next time I go out to see my parents who were living in California at the time, maybe I'll 
pop in and bring back the cards. Well, actually, I did not bring back the cards. The reason I was going to sell the cards was because I had a girlfriend and history was changed because I broke up with a girlfriend, no longer needing the money to get uh, to have more money for dates. And so I did not bring the cards back, but I did meet uh, with uh, with Mr. Ford, who turned out to be Gervis Ford, my now virtually lifetime friend in the in the hobby. Uh, I I would still be a local collector if it wasn't for him. I, actually, I don't even know that I'd be a collector, but he broadened my perspective to know that there were other collectors out there. There were many other types of cards, and I couldn't have had a better first contact for uh, a, a high-integrity, uh, avid collector in the hobby. He, he, I thought he was this older gentleman, but it turns out he's seven years older than me. But he was married. He had uh, two kids with one on the way and, uh, again, was just a great guy. And our, our, uh, uh, we, were, we were kindred spirits and helped uh, get things going. But that's uh, subject to another day to talk about some of the, th- the ways that uh, I branched out from being a collector into being more of a dealer and doing some other organizational efforts down here. So that's probably enough for my collecting origin. I'll have some other origin stories, some other things as we, as we go along. But again, thanks for your attention. Look forward to uh, conversing with you uh, uh, as we go. And again, thanks for your attention.